Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 268 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Kate. And this episode is sponsored by Emily Bellman. Thank you, Emily. Thank, Thank you, Emily. Today we will be discussing part two of chapter 23 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, <gasps> Horcruxes. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to split your way through the details. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. Sorry. <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouse Tales for Weekly Profit News. I have two exciting Weekly Profit News. So the first one, I wanted to... Give a shout out to our friend Tyler from the Protego Foundation and then also his co-author, Amana. I am. Oh, my gosh. I tried to practice this last name before we started. Amana Gracius. Gracius. The better Amana. than I could. Um, they co-wrote the Harry Potter, the unofficial Harry Potter vegan cookbook. Um, and it is available now. I believe that it was out in stores like three days ago or something oh, like nice. that. Or actually maybe yesterday. Um but anyway, I pre-ordered one because he had a copy of it at LeakyCon Denver. Um and the photographs looked beautiful. All of the recipes looked so delicious. Um and they are just really amazing people. So if you would like to support the the vegan community and also, it's just like so awesome to see the creativity with the recipes to like try to create popular recipes in the Potter verse, but make them vegan. Um, so it's just really awesome and exciting. And there's also a foreword by Ivana Lynch in the book. Very cool. Um, Tyler is the co-host of the Chick Peeps podcast with Ivana, um, the vegan podcast that she hosts. So, yeah, I highly recommend that you get it. I can't wait for mine to get delivered. I did get a shipment notification, but it has not been delivered yet. So, anyway, I'm really excited, and I'll share that on Instagram as soon as I get it so that you guys can see a little bit more. Um, and then, second, they have released some details about Christmas coming to the Wizarding World theme parks. Um, and actually, funny enough, this article on MuggleNet was written by Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So shout out to Tyler for the, for the weekly profit. Um, Do, what, can, I, so, can I ask a question about the cover of this? I guess I could just yeah. click it and answer my about own the question. Cover of the book? Does it go with all the other unofficials? It does. It looks very nice. It does. Okay. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Nice. Um, it's like put out by the same publisher. Mm -hmm. It's like Media good. Lab books or something like that. Mm. So, anyway. Um, okay. So holidays are coming to... Both Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando on November 12th. 
actually mm-hmm. i apologize november 12th is universal orlando and november 25th is universal hollywood interesting um yeah that seems kind of late for and a they theme both park go through yeah i guess i don't know i'm wondering if universal orlando very much like as soon as halloween is over and this is disney and universal yeah, that, like yeah. november 1st is christmas yeah and maybe it's just a different vibe. I know Hollywood. that Ho- like, Hogsmeade, they did some, they put up stuff though at Hogsmeade I've seen in Orlando. Yes. Oh yeah. They have Garland and everything. Yeah. Um, And, but that's officially starting the 12th. Um, and then everything will be staying through January 1st. Uh, they're going to have the special projection show on the castle again this year. Nice. Uh, also all of the holiday decor. <clears throat> In Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley in Orlando and then in Hogsmeade in Hollywood. Um, so they'll have the lights and the garland. Um, now, thankfully, the hot butter beer is year round, mm-hmm. but they'll be highlighting it because it is just a wintry drink. For an 80 um, then, degree park. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh, guys. It was like 85 today. <laughs> um, Happy winter. Yeah, I know. And there will also be special holiday merch. Um, I did see a couple new Christmas ornaments that I'm going to need. There's a light up butterbeer ornament Mm -hmm. and a Honeydukes window ornament. I love Honeydukes. I love everything Honeydukes. Think Hollywood will have that amazing seasonal holiday dish again? Oh, yeah, probably. That was. I think the greatest thing we stumbled into that was the best well we're gonna be there so we'll find out yeah yeah (laughs) um there is also oh i also saw this is not related to the holidays but i did see that they have a honeydukes apron it's really cute if i cooked man like a baking apron super cute Um, just wear it around that's true i could i could play like yeah i cook I cook. There's also mac and cheese in a cup. <laughs> there's also going to be the special Christmas performances by the Frog Choir, and then also Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees. What is a sentence! What a uh, sentence! Right? right? <laughs> is she going to sing "All My Baby Got Me for Christmas Was a Hippogriff"? It says that she's supposed to, and also ah! Akio Christmas. It's my favorite thing they do. I know. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say anything about that holiday meal in this article but i wouldn't doubt that it'll be back at universal hollywood they did have a special like um christmas meal it was so good so sometimes i dream about you christmas meal it was very very delicious anyway so yeah i'm excited for christmas coming back to universal it's already at disney <laughs> my mom and i mm-hmm. actually all three of us went to magic kingdom yesterday and all the garland was up already and then this morning i saw pictures on instagram and the tree is up already on main street the massive massive tree and actually it was like two weeks ago we went there's this really actually i'm gonna say this you guys know how we feel about pizza but we found a good pizza place behind magic kingdom <clears throat> and do tell it's called it's really good it's called play a pizza and um you can actually see the fireworks from their patio outside so if you ever wanted to see an un uncrowded view of the fireworks from behind the castle um you can watch them at this pizza place and 
we were driving there and I, I kind of take a shortcut. I don't really know if this is allowed because it's considered service roads, but I know my way around it. So I go, I literally like drive behind Magic Kingdom and like through cast parking to go to this place. And we saw the Christmas trees stacked outside <laughs> of the building where they store them like two weeks ago, ready to be moved to the different parks. It was pretty nice. cool. They were like all taken apart. It was just like was three pieces stacked on top of each other for each tree. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so anyway, there's our weekly profits. Very good. Makes mouse some deals. Theme park news. Oh, lastly, really quick. They did also announce at Universal that they are closing a whole huge section. Yes. And I'm real curious as to what is going to go But here's there. the thing, Megan and Catherine. We've been talking about this for years, how those things mm -hmm. are outdated and no longer relevant. And some people really have the audacity to be like, oh, my gosh, Woody Woodpecker. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's insensitive. No, if I you care about Woody Woodpecker, I'm sorry that your fun things are going away from universal, but like we need to update that park because let me tell you, they are going Nobody's to be in, that area. in competition. No, those areas are absolutely dead. Absolutely yeah. dead. And we need more things that are more relevant. And honestly, like if that, if the, the park is starting to compete with Disney, big, 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 big time, especially Once Epic universe. Yes, opens, it will be for sure. It Nintendo alone epic. is going to crush. Yeah. And so like, let's, let's keep this going. We want what's best for like everybody. I'm so. just saying, Bye, Woody. I'm just saying <laughs> they really, if they're so they, I would assume that they're going to put something new there for kids again, because that was the only thing that that park had really for kids. SpongeBob. So, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah, I really yeah. think that they should go all in on SpongeBob. Like, I mean, it's still yeah. relevant, still making new episodes. Kids love it. Mm -hmm. The store is line. popular. The meet and greets are popular. How is there not a play area? Where, Bikini like, Bottom, can, bro. Yes. Dude. Like, come on. Bikini and also, bottom. DreamWorks is all like they have the rights to, how to train your dragon. They have the, yeah, Super how to train your pets. dragon. Like, come on. How to train your dragon is coming to Epic Universe, though. Well, that's yes. the rumor. Or it's is it is it confirmed? Strong Are there new movies coming out for that? Because I know like those were like really big and catching on, but I don't know the longevity of How to Train Your Dragon. Just like I I'm still jury out on um and I know this sounds really, really bad, but like oh shoot, what are the who are the blue people at Disney? <laughs> at Disney at Animal Kingdom. Pandora. Pandora? I'm still jury out on Blue Pandora. People. I know that they went. I'm sorry. That's the only thing I could get out of my mom brain. But like, but I thought of Smurfs first. Uh, but honestly, like, let's be 100% real. I don't know the longevity okay. of that. It's beautiful. Here absolutely. But like, I know you've got like a new movie coming out, but like, come on. I think that this is not a Disney podcast. I know. <laughs> sorry. This will be the it's last not. thing that we say, but. I think that Pandora is beautiful. It is. And I think that the success of the movies doesn't necessarily like they don't necessarily need the success of the movies to keep that area beautiful and relevant. I don't think because the ride's gorgeous mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, the whole area is gorgeous. And I was skeptical. However, the whole reasoning behind animal kingdom like conservation um 
recycling like recycling <laughs> well but they're like they're huge with recycling specifically at animal kingdom which like they should be everywhere but they right. push it real hard there yeah because they want to talk about conservation and saving the earth and doing better for the earth etc 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 and like pandora and avatar have that message mm-hmm. so like it fits and i think that the beauty of it will keep it for a very long time no matter what. Okay. Even if actual movie Avatar is just kind of like fizzled, I still think that, because let me tell you, those rides still have really freaking long waits. So yeah. like people like it. And the food there is the best food at the park. So Tuli Canteen. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. So. Time will tell. <sighs> so Tuli is the best quick service on Disney property. I'm going to say it. What's that little bun thing? Yeah, that's okay. The bow bun. I like the chips. Dude, let me tell you, you can't knock that kid's hot dog there. It's actually the, really good. Yeah, that and Docking Bay 7 are honestly are tied for the best quick services mm. at Disney. I mm-hmm. can't... I always forget about Docking Bay 7. It's like... So good. Anyway. <laughs> it's like, back to Harry Potter. so good. Um... Hi, guys. Make sure to follow us on your preferred (laughs) podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, uh, because if you like us, then they may, too. Also, subscribe subscribe (laughs) to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. We are officially retiring our Twitter account and the account will become inactive going forward just so that you guys know you can still follow us. I'm going to keep it there so that we just like still have that handle, but nobody's going on it. That's just, a... just being transparent <laughs> with that right Sorry. now. So if you really want to talk to us, message us on Instagram. That's going to be your best. Tweet. Real talk. Twitter's toxic and we don't want to be truly on is. it. So yeah, it truly is. I can't do it. Um, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash switch We just updated our patreon and lowered the level for live recordings so if you would like to join us live go check out our patreon it is now uh the live recordings are now at the hippogriff level and bow truckles get access to all of the chat rooms in our discord which we have so many different chat rooms we talk about books we talk about games we talk about music all kinds of stuff i'm gonna add a sports one yeah cooking so go and check it out if you would like to. Um, it also gives you access to our Felix Files episodes, our trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, and more. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really couldn't do it without you. And then lastly, if you would like to send us your Potter story, which we are always accepting, you can send that or any questions or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Well done. Thanks. You're welcome. I can't with you. Pouring out for Woody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. No, don't, because he just needs to go away. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, listen, Fifel's back there, and that was my jam as a kid, Mm. and that also needs to. But it's no one's jam anymore. It's no one's jam. (sighs) No. Or Curious George. 
can be curious somewhere else. Bye. <laughs> All right, recap. Last time we did the first part of this chapter live at LeakyCon. And I still have post-con sadness. I'm just going to throw that out there. Same. It lasts for a while. I still have post-con sadness. Mine, I only went years ago. <laughs> Today I was folding clothes and I was like, Oh, you know what? I don't think I have a shirt from every time I've gone to LeakyCon. And then I thought about it and I was like, I absolutely do. You, yeah, you liar. Do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for this. No, I'm sorry. Last episode, Harry had finally secured the memory. Right? Yes. yes. I don't know. I wasn't and, there. And sorry. And he <laughs> raced back to Dumbledore, even though it's super late. But we know Dumbledore's track record doesn't care if it's late. Goes and picks up Slughorn. It's late. Pops into the Dursleys. It's late. No problem. Finally, we got this Dumbledore memory. Has no bedtime. I nope. feel like he's the kind of dude that just like can stay up till three and also get up at six <laughs> and be fine. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I got a full forty minutes. I've done that before. I'm not gonna lie. I stayed up till midnight and had to be open at work at four. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I don't know how you do it, man. I could once because time. I don't want to waste my time sleeping. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. Another anyway, any, anyway, time Anywhere. to watch the for real, real memory. Seems like Slughorn told Voldemort a whole bunch about those Horcruxes. Weep want, my friend. <laughs> my autocorrect totally changed. I, I saw that and I was like, I mean, it's bought. It's bought. Bout. All right, summary. Say bout the way I did. It's bout. No. To get real, say it. Bout. <laughs> it's bout. <laughs> <laughs> to get real deep and sweaty, friends. Oh, man. Okay, so we hear the rest of the memory. And tommy boy is asking some real dark questions and he asks slughorn how to create a horcrux and horace is taken aback first name and we hear about the number seven and again slughorn is stunned seven times split the soul seven times then we get to hear dumbledore's thoughts remember the diary remember voldemort's speech in goblet of fire Dumbledore's smart and has connected many dots. Seven horcruxes. Seven. It's unthinkable. Yet here we are. I'm really loving the bell today. Yeah. All I can Seven. think of is Monica. Seven. Seven. From friends. Seven. <sighs> okay. I have a note in there for you. Yes. I shall okay. pause. No. So last time, <laughs> last episode, sure. you were not here, right? Yeah. You're taking care of ill babies. Everyone's good, first of all. We're good. Are your children feeling better? Yes. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. What are you trying to Last say? Time, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Last okay. time, <laughs> I'm asking you if your kids are feeling better because that's why you missed an episode. Don't ask about my life. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Anyway. Mr. James E. had a fever. And he is feeling great. Well, you missed a big epic moment for yourself, and I took over for you. However, I did tell everyone that I was going to have you read this. <laughs> yes. Because I really need you to. 
because you didn't get to, and oh, I thought yeah. that wasn't okay. Yeah. So if you could please What's the give slughorn us voice I use though. Yeah, please give us Slughorn's Aragog farewell. You can practice a couple times if you'd like. I don't remember how I did it before. <laughs> you even said you felt honored. I felt really bad yeah, taking it from you. I dang, tried to do man. it, but I've totally I forgot know. about that. In the midst, I've been of the waiting fever. years for this. I Ooh, couldn't I let also, it go. Okay, while you think yeah. about how you're gonna say this, okay, we. I feel like I had a really good, and obviously this is two episodes ago. If you guys are listening live, because in like real time, I mean, um, but in the episode that Tiffany missed, I feel like I had a pretty good realization potentially of like Harry's motives. Mm -hmm. And I wanted your thoughts. Okay. So obviously he's on Felix. Yes. <laughs> when he's getting on Felix. Sure. He's on <laughs> Felix. When he's getting the memory. But yeah. he is being quite Slytherin, in my okay. opinion, to get mm -hmm. this memory. He's being mm -hmm. very cunning. He's tapping in to that cunning side of himself, being a little sneaky sneaky with getting them drunk, kind of similar to what Dumbledore did. True. Um, which I do think there's probably a connection there with like maybe coming up with the idea of doing this anyway mm. i feel like and i think that this would be a cool like a cool little tidbit if it were true but do you think that the reason why harry was able to get this memory out of slughorn by being as manipulative and cunning as he was in this moment was because of the bit of voldemort's soul inside him and it actually ended up kind of being dump, not Dumbledore. Gosh, why? Literally, Voldemort. why do I do this? <laughs> why do I do this? Voldemort's downfall. The fact that that little bit of himself is in Harry and then is actually able to get this memory out of Slughorn and it ends up being his downfall. I like that. I do like that. I'm just interested. I do like that. I do also feel like Harry... Um, is very much like Lily and I feel like Lily could also be this way um, you know getting not <laughs> sounds bad not kind of, but like getting what you want like you know what you want you yeah. get it and I'm not trying to be but like snot, is but Harry like, that way you know what I mean like he, he is, goes after not, the things I mean? that, that he that he wants but I think that the traits in Harry are definitely amplified by the part of Voldemort's soul that is inside of him. So yeah. I mean it could be I also, Voldemort always does bring himself down though every single time. Literally in I mean throughout the entire series like he doesn't know how to love like that in turn brings him down. Monologues right. bring him down. <laughs> um other yeah. other weak people like um, that he chooses to be by his side, let him down. So, like, he's the one that, like, sets up his dominoes to fall as well. For so sure. why not this? I mean, he doesn't even know he sets up this domino to fall. He doesn't even exactly. know Harry's the Horcrux. And I also like what Jess just added. She said, you could say the same in Seven when Harry's ambition takes over with finding the Hollows versus the Horcruxes. That could be another potential thing that like he ends up hyper fixating on that because of his ambition but does he get his ambition from being hairy or does he get his ambition 
from the fact that he holds part of Voldemort in himself. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I guess we can't really know that for sure. Right. I mean, when when Voldemort's soul is gone in Cursed Child, we still see him um, being the chosen one, going and, you know, trying well, because- to... To save the so day. like if you think if you think to like in seven when they're alternating wearing the necklace right like it mm. it doesn't necessarily change them i got this from what kara said horcrux is like an ambition enhancement it enhances, enhances what certain you feelings have. inside them so like mm-hmm. ron already had jealousy but it just like amplified it mm-hmm so, like, does Harry have those little pieces in him, but the Horcrux in him amplifies it at times? You would, know what I'm saying? I would completely agree. It's just interesting. Because if you think about it, especially with being in his position going to Hogwarts, this was a seemingly shy boy. But once he kind of figured out who he was in a sense of being a wizard. He figured out, like found out he was a wizard. It amplified his outgoingness. Like, think about it. Like he was never allowed to do anything. And here he is, um, saving the remember all right. Flying on a broom, doing all these things. And it's like, he almost like tapped into it once he found out he was a wizard. So like, that yeah. kind of makes me feel like it's amplified then. Yeah. It's a great thought. I just like hadn't thought about that before. Well, neither had I. I like it. Very good. Well done. Yeah, you missed that. Okay. I was being really nice to you and then you did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can do this. <laughs> Farewell, Aragog. <laughs> King of Arachnids, whose long and faithful friendship those who knew you won't forget. That doesn't sound like him. Maybe it does. Though your body will decay, (laughs) your spirit lingers on in the quiet web-spun places of your forest home. May your many-eyed descendants ever flourish. And your human friends find solace for the loss they have sustained. I love it. Thank you. I knew that 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 happened. Uh, It wasn't my best effort. I feel like I've lost the voice. Well, to be fair, also. Aragog. A little different. King of of Arachnids. Yeah, I feel like the different wording also threw me off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, hurt my throat. The a uh, speech in the movie actually was a little better. I tried. It was a little more concise to the point. I tried. You know I mean? Hello, friends. This is a um, content trigger warning for um, possible theories and ways that Horcrux could be created. Involving murder, cannibalism, and necromancy. 
You're welcome. We ready? That was for no, you too, Discord. You know so um, if you don't like any of those things, I'm not saying you like them, but if you don't want to listen to any of those things, um, this is your time to peace out, Girl Scout or Boy Scout or they Scout. Ready? Ready. Okay. So Tom Riddle asks Slughorn, how does one split their soul? And Slughorn says, quote, one does not simply split their soul. Just kidding. This isn't Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. Was that good? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good. Okay. But Slughorn is obviously like uncomfortable with this question. He keeps like messing with the ribbon that's on his crystallized pineapple from Tom. And this is some dark magic. And so he's like mm, debating it. And then he goes ahead and goes right along with it. And he s- says that um, gives some backgrounds on souls. So souls are supposed to remain intact and whole and splitting your soul is a violation against nature. So Tom presses on and asks again, quote, but how do you do it? Slughorn goes on to tell him kind of like a outline of what is done. Mm-hmm. And it's only what he knows. Quote, by an act of evil, the supreme act of evil, by committing murder, killing rips the soul apart. The wizard intent upon creating a horcrux would use the damage to his advantage. He would encase the torn portion. And then Tom interjects and says, in case, but how? Slughorn says, quote, there is a spell. Do not ask me. I I don't know, said Slughorn, shaking his head like an old elephant bothered by mosquitoes. And all I can think of is Jungle Book. (laughs) (laughs) And he says... Do I look as though I have tried it? Do I look like a killer? This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can we not go one episode? (laughs) No. Litter skin. (sighs) All right. So here's the deal. Um, Tiffany opening all these links that she's got. Uh, all right. So I'm not sure of the source and when the author stated this. However, it's been known for a number of years that the author has said that she knows the way because I mean, this is her world. <laughs> it makes me laugh. She knows the way that Horcruxes are made. And when she told her editor, it made her editor sick. However, the author has been known to maybe not know exactly how a lot of things work and try to like fill in gaps and holes and whatever as it's gone along and ha- as readers have brought to light um, things that don't really add up. So having said that, obviously the Wizarding World um, went into hyperdrive and wanted to figure out how horcruxes are made, right? Okay. So there are a number of theories out there. And my old eyes can't see my computer screen, so I'm going to move this closer. So we know that murder is absolutely involved, and you need to have something to encase your part of your soul 
And theoretically, this only happens once. In the case of Voldemort, this happened a number of times. So let's get into this. Do you think it hurts? Yeah, yes. when your soul like And I have an idea of my own which I kind of got from this, but I was like, oh, that makes the most sense to me as far as a step goes because I feel like mm. obviously there's like there's an incantation that goes along with it, but I believe that there are other things. Um mm-hmm. so we know that the process of creating and destroying a horcrux is found in the book Secrets of the Darkest Art, which is kept in the restricted section of Hogwarts until Dumbledore had it removed when he became the headmaster. And we believe that this is where Riddle read all about Horcruxes, because if you remember, Dumbledore wasn't headmaster um, when Tom Riddle had first started to do this. So the books were were there. Under Dippet, I guess, it wasn't... It was in the restricted section, and... Dippet loved Riddle, so I don't see why he wouldn't have permission to to go in there and kind of peruse at his ledger. You know what I mean? What a dip. Take a dip in the restricted section. So here is a theory. I don't know how much I believe this one. So cannibalism is part of this uh, theory. And if you don't know what cannibalism is, it's people eating people. So the author, according to this article, sorry, this is from screenrant.com. The author has said that the horrific act needed to create a horcrux is so terrible that it made her editor sick. And so she refused to reveal it. This has teased fans so much that when she plans to reveal it, they don't just believe it will ever happen. It's never going to happen. She is never going to say anything. Um, Within the Harry Potter universe, only Voldemort, Slughorn, Hermione and Dumbledore knew what this act was about there surely were other characters who knew about it but those are the only ones that are are confirmed and they showed their tolerance to the horrific acts committed in the wizarding world but for some reason the the one about horcruxes is too much for them to handle this seemingly unimportant detail prompted an elaborate but interesting fan theory about the horrific act being cannibalism. The theory originated on Reddit, and the author points out that cannibalism has been often associated with gaining strength, power, and even health from the dead. Cannibalism has been present in many cultures for centuries, either metaphorically or literally, and has different connotations. In Greek mythology, for example, Kronos, god of time, ate his children as he feared one of them would kill him. The Wendigo is a mythological man-eating creature from the folklore of the Native American Algonquin tribes. Algonquian? In some traditions, it's believed that humans overpowered by greed could turn into Wendigos. The author took inspiration from many classics of literature and elements from different mythologies. So in that sense, it would fit that cannibalism was a part of process of creating horcrux discord told us it's algonquian algonquian thank you discord so this goes on to say the harry potter theory goes on to link cannibalism to necromancy which in its broadest definition is a magical practice of communicating with the dead and this can be achieved through different methods such as summoning the spirits of apparitions or raising them bodily that would mean like in theory in my brain in this world mm-hmm. and the author of the theory picked up a definition that says necromancy is the art of using the dead for power something the witches in the middle ages were skilled at 
That said, the mysterious step to creating a Horcrux would be consuming the flesh and or blood of the victim in order to gain power from them and to, quote, connect with the murder that has been just committed, thus making it possible for the wizard to use that murder to create a Horcrux. I mean, that sounds pretty solid in my brain. However, I in in my mind, um, when we know the people who are connected to the Horcruxes, so I'm going to go ahead and I pulled an article from Wizarding World, so we know that this is canon, and it's a feature writing called What is the Story Behind Each of Lord Voldemort's Horcruxes? It said it's written by the Wizarding World team, authors unknown, but this was actually just published on August 14th of 2022, which as of this recording is this year, just a couple of months ago, actually. Um, it goes on to say what the Horcrux is. And then first up is the diary. And we know that this, the diary was made, um, from the murder of moaning Myrtle. And she is a ghost that likes to haunt the U-Bend. And here's my thing. I could understand if maybe the blood of the person who was murdered was used in creating a Horcrux that I could totally get. Mm-hmm. However, this is so dark and gross. Um, say a dead man's toe and make it a fresh one, right? None of these people are seemingly like missing body parts that we know yeah. of. Um, if we look at the riddle family, they looked perfectly normal when they were murdered because mm-hmm. that's what Avada Kedavra does, right? You look like nothing happened, right? Muggles have right. no idea it's a gas leak, right? Um, so, but So I could see if blood was used, you know what I mean? But whose appearance does change as he makes these? That's where I was going next. I feel like one of the steps in creating a Horcrux is that you have to give up part of yourself physically Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's nothing to do with your soul. You're already splitting that and casing that in something else. However, you're going to have to pay the price with your own physical body. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like unicorn blood, right? It keeps you alive, but only just it's at a curse. It's a cursed life, a half life. Right. Um, yeah, totally. I would. I could definitely see blood being needed as like an ingredient from the murder, mm-hmm. but like the actual piece of something. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a piece of whoever's making the Horcrux. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it. I mean, obviously, we all joke, right? But he mm-hmm. doesn't have a nose. He his D- eyes change. His eyes are red. the The pupils are slits. Like, don't think about what is it? Rafe finds. You can't yeah. think about him when you're thinking about this. Like book Voldemort is very different than very snake-like than cutie Rafe. You guys ever seen like the first concept drawing of Voldemort on the back of Carol's head? It's horrible. Like I'm. That's probably can you more find what it? He looks like. Can though. you find yeah, it and find put it, it in the so Discord? So freaking scary. Yeah, I will. Awesome. Um. But yeah. So slit pupils, red eyes. I'm not sure if he actually has ears. Um, right? No, His no. His tongue is different too, Lip, right? He's described as lipless. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it's almost like nature knows that you're a monster and it's going to make you look like that. How about that? Yeah. That's good. I just came up with that. 
love how I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The concept art is. Why won't it save? I'm trying to get it to save. Is it this? Yes. If you beat me to it, please. It won't go on the computer for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I don't because that's really scary, but I appreciate you. So that's that was deemed too scary. I mean, it is, but I bet that was like more accurate. Yes, it seems to be, (laughs) you know, much more animalistic. Mm -hmm. It looks like Uh, a snake. It does look like a basilisk. Incredibly, incredibly inhuman. Mm hmm. Just. All right. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. And I would think. I would think that that could make somebody not feel so great learning. You have to give something up of yourself. And like, what if you have to like. Um, Like I was reading the Cora thing that you had in here. So what if he had to literally like create a potion as well to get access to the piece of soul. So like the portion of himself had to go in the potion, kind of similar to Goblet mm. of Fire when he gets a body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany mentioned something about like needing, we were talking about like, we were talking about like you need a piece of yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I, we've sort of just got into D and D a little bit. And mm-hmm. when you cast certain spells, sometimes you need certain materials in order to cast those certain spells. Uh-huh. It'll be like water or like, a piece of wood or something like that it's nothing i mean i'm sure there are dark there's darker magic i don't know about but i like that kind of connotation too just in the general like magic realm and world or mm-hmm. like that seems to be common that you do need something along <laughs> with like whatever you are mm-hmm. in, like yeah what am i saying when you cast a spell yeah yeah definitely um and th- so this article goes on to say um, blood and flesh are very prominent in potions within the wizarding world. So consuming any of these is confirmed to have some power or effect. For example, the regeneration potion requires the bone of the father, flesh of the servant, blood of the enemy. Therefore, mm-hmm. it makes sense that one of the most obscure ritual or practices involved in something as horrific as cannibalism, whether by consuming organs such as the heart or drinking the blood of the victim. And it certainly sounds like something that can disgust a wizard like Dumbledore, who has seen his fair share of tragedies throughout his life, as well as um, the author's editor. Oh, shoot. What was I going to say? Tiffany. (laughs) It'll come back. Oh, no, it was so good, too. About consuming organs, (laughs) (laughs) drinking blood. (laughs) Darn it. I mean, these are all classic, like everything you're saying are just classic things. I mean, even if you're just thinking very generalized witchy potions, like, you know, yeah, like. Which, you know what, is BS because all those people who are considered witches were just like really good with medical herbs and stuff. And we probably should have kept them around. But no. Whatever. Scary. I hate myself. Women are terrifying, okay? I mean, yeah, they are. <sighs> Clearly witches. But in the best way. They run the world. Girls. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at myself. It was so good, too. It was like a connection, and then I absolutely forgot it because I didn't want to stop reading. <sighs> was it a connection 
regarding it the was regenerative rega- potion? I think so. Regeneration potion? Mm. Bone of the father, flesh of the servant, blood of the enemy. <laughs> Darn it. Anyway, we're going to have to move on. It'll come to me in some random moment, probably in the shower tomorrow morning. And you'll um, be like, Ugh. Yes, and then I'll jump on Discord and be like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then the idea that maybe the author doesn't really actually know what the horrific act is um, wouldn't be the first time that she was unsure about how stuff in her own world worked because people dove into it real deep like we do and found holes. Um, So maybe... Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she does. And I honestly, I just don't think she wants people to even go there mm-hmm. and yeah. pre- pretend in real time life, mm-hmm. which you should not for sure. But I do enjoy that this article came out because we always talk about what what murders connected what to what Horcrux. And now we have it here um, to peruse. So... Good for us. Good for us. I also had a Cora article, and I really don't even know why I put that one in there. I pu- so I was reading it. I kind of pulled a little bit from it when I was saying, like, the sacrificing yourself. So mm-hmm. they talk about how, like, um, what they... So this his name is Jason. This is, again, just Cora. So this is just, like... People like opinions. us. Yeah. Um, his theory is splitting the soul and letting go of it, placing it in. These are things we already know. You split the soul, you let go of it and you place it in an object. Voldemort's body changing each time he made a new Horcrux as stated by Dumbledore and the author stating that the process is gross. So what he thinks this is his theory is firstly, obviously we know that you have to kill someone. Um, We know this because it's explicitly revealed in half blood prints. Secondly, Potentially sacrificing a part of yourself. So in order to remove the piece of soul from your body, a sacrificial ritual must be done. You must sacrifice a part of your body and possibly eat it or drink it as part of a potion to get access to the piece of soul. This person's theory is that Voldemort sacrificed the following parts of himself. Uh, The first Horcrux, he guesses the sacrifice would not be noticeable due to him still being at school. So this part, we don't know. Second part of his tongue, seeing as he had a snake-like tongue. Um, Horcrux is three and four, possibly both of his eyes because his eyes turned red and snake-like. Five, his nose leaving slits. Six, seeing as he basically killed himself, his soul would leave his body without any trouble. Seven, him having a rudimentary body might have made removing the part of his soul easier. Um, I'm guessing he would have replaced these parts with some sort of magic slash potion like he did with Wormtail's hand, but because of certain limitations, he couldn't fully restore them or he just decided to become more snake-like. Thirdly, placing the soul into an object or a living being, which is we know that that is what happens and then adding protective enchantment so it cannot be easily destroyed. Uh, Mia Mia, uh, put in our Discord chat the excerpt from where the author discussed this me i don't know if you have where it's from i'm guessing it's that chat after seven it probably yeah 
Okay. That's usually Probably where is. all these come okay, from. Okay. So the question was how to make a Horcrux discussion. The author says, yeah, but I would imagine that other people, you know, other people are going to have tried. I think it would be naive not to think that people have been trying for a long time and thought they succeeded and hadn't or else or else, you know, maim themselves or kill themselves in the in the attempt. It's such a dangerous thing to do. Somebody named SU says, oh, evil thing, you know, just the author says, yeah. Somebody named MA says, what is the process? Do you I hate reading these things. Is there (laughs) is there a spell? Is there a what do you have to do? The author says, I see it as a series of things you would have to do. So you would have to perform a spell, but you would also I don't even know if I want to say it out loud. I know that sounds funny, but I did really think it through. There are two things that I think are too horrible, actually, to go into detail about. One of them is how Pettigrew brought Voldemort back to a rudimentary body. Because I told my... A a body piece. That basically means it's going to include a piece of a body. I feel like it's his. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did Did he use a butt cheek? Reached like two times. Oh my god, no Katie, butt. we don't know, but maybe because <laughs> I Snakes told don't have butt cheeks, so it would fit right in with this. Because I told my yeah with you, because I told my editor what I thought happened there, and she looked as though she was going to vomit. And then, and the other thing is how you make a Horcrux, and I don't even like. I don't know. Will it be in the encyclopedia? What encyclopedia? I don't know if I can bring myself to. Um, I don't know. So. so that actually had to have been a vocalized interview. Pottercast oh, an interview, interview Pottercast. from 2007. So M.A. is Melissa Anelli. Oh, okay. We know her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who S.U. is. though. Remember when I thought mm-hmm. Melissa was two people? Yes. Yeah. And we love you for that. You're funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe I'll think of my uh, lightning bolt moment uh, later on. So let's get back into Slughorns and Tom Riddle's conversation. So Riddle quickly backpedals and apologizes. And this is after Slughorn says, do I look like a killer? And tells him that, of course, he didn't mean to offend him. And easily forgiven, Slughorn tells him that naturally wizards can be curious about such things. And there have always been wizards who have been drawn to that kind of magic. And so kind of bringing this into like real time life nowadays, this reminds me of kind of the explosion of true crime and documentaries Mm. that we watch, podcasts that we take in and even books that we read only because naturally, absolutely naturally, these types of things, true crime, murder, anything like that is intriguing to some people. And this is not blows my mind sometimes whenever you're like listening to a crime story and then they're like slowly figuring it out. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those moments where you're just like the connection. Well, to go to go along with that, um, this this doesn't mean that those people, people who are intrigued by true crime stuff are going to repeat what they see. Right. Nobody's not nobody. Generally, people are just curious, Mm -hmm. Um, which is the thought process that I believe that Slughorn had when Riddle is questioning him about this, showing interest. However, 
this obviously turns out to be a different story for him. And I pulled an article from law.ac.uk. I don't know, but this, this sentence made sense to me. Um, quote, true crime gives an insight into our culture and norms, as well as our anxieties and values. Researcher and author Colton Scrivener states the popularity of true crime, the success of horror films and the quantity of violence in the news suggests that, quote, morbid curiosity is a common psychological trait. It feeds our natural desire to solve puzzles and mysteries. Just like when you said your mind was blown and when you hear that people, how people figure these things out, that's just a natural curiosity that people have. And it also gives us, um, according to this article, an insight into why other people may act the way that they do and allows us to examine the darker sides of humanity from a safe distance. We can vicariously experiment extreme situations, i.e., allows us to experience physical and emotional responses from the safety of our own home. A 2010 study by the University of Illinois, Vickery and Fraley from 2010, suggests that true crime stories are particularly popular with women, which may link their fear of being victimized. And I thought that that was very interesting because a lot of the true crime stories and crime in general that we come up uh, upon in real life... Um, it's about women. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Something like that in the discord. Yeah. For women, especially, it can be seen as part of our survival instincts. Like you're cataloging mm-hmm. ways to avoid becoming a victim. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Totally felt that. I also Absolutely. like what Jess said underneath that. I heard recently that developed countries consume more horror, which is interesting. It's only fun if you feel safe generally. Yes. That's really interesting. That is absolutely spot on. Even, well, let's go back to this article. They continue on to say, we can therefore hypothesize that consuming content about crime may provide us with a feeling of control and knowledge about an inherently uncertain and often an anxiety provoking world. It is also worth remembering that as humans, we are designed to pay particular attention to certain features which help us learn and gather information. For example, threatening information often spreads very fast. Um, This is cited from Blaine and Boyer, 2018, um, which was cited in the Scrivener article from 2021. Evolutionary, evolutionary. This makes sense as an awareness of threat can be used to us in several ways, including safety. So I thought that that was interesting because that definitely ties into why Slughorn thought that it might be okay to give him just a brief, brief just glimpse into Horcruxes and what his knowledge was. I'm sure yeah, he may have known more at an, a late, at an earlier time in his life and maybe he decided to block it out because it's, it's terrible. I also like Mia added... It's also probably why it's more common among white folks relative to folks of color. Mm. And then Kim also added, my friend says I'm obsessed with serial killers, but it's not the crimes I'm interested in. It's the psychology behind why they committed them. Maybe that's what Slughorn thought about Voldemort. Maybe he thought Voldemort was just curious why people would create horcruxes. Well, they, I agree. They, they all thought they being people at Hogwarts academia thought that he was going to go on to become even minister of magic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all purely academic, right? Purely academic. Right. 
But we get this glimpse into the answer that Dumbledore is looking for. Um, it's confirmation of the theory that Voldemort was interested and in probably most likely created multiple Horcruxes. So basically he was looking to see if he was right. Quote, yes, sir, said Riddle. What I don't understand, though, just out of curiosity, I mean, would one Horcrux be much use? Can you only split your soul once? Wouldn't it be better to make you stronger to have your soul in more pieces? I mean, for instance, isn't seven the most powerfully magical number? Wouldn't seven Merlin's beard, Tom, yelped Slughorn. Seven? Isn't it bad enough to think of killing one person? And in any case, bad enough to divide the soul, but to rip it into seven pieces. So at this point, <sighs> he has already created one, correct? Correct. With Myrtle. Okay. Or no, with, so he, with, uh, with the riddles. Actually, that's in the okay. article, uh, if we want to pull it up from Wizarding World. Uh, let's go back. Diary that, that made makes sense. Uh, Myrtle. So he's made two? That's the no. first one. So according to Wizarding World, Myrtle is the first. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Myrtle is the first. I think this coming summer where we're at in this will memory be, that's, will be when he goes. So he's asking this prior to doing a second one. Wants to know if you can. And, and that makes sense with how he's talking with Slughorn too because Slughorn starts <laughs> explaining it as if no one had, you know, oh, I came across the term reading. Okay, well, he does have he's no base of it. He's already done it. But, well, then he starts cutting him off. Like, he starts saying, okay, well, then you encase that torn portion. And he's like, encase, but how? And, like, just keeps, like, asking more yeah. questions. Like, he already knows some of the basics. Right. And he does if he made one. Doesn't that feel, though, so... <laughs> let's... Okay. Let's talk about, like, serial killers, okay? For just, like, a hot second. Because, I mean, Voldemort is one. Um oftentimes they will keep things like newspaper clippings from their killings to like mm -hmm. just see satisfaction or confirmation that they've actually done this. And it's almost like he is asking these questions that he already knows the answer to. He already knows how to encase it. Mm -hmm. And he likes hearing that confirmation. Like it kind of mm -hmm. gets him uh, a little happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing I'm hearing somebody else talk about this, knowing I've already done it. It's nice to hear that you're right, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to hear that you know what you're doing. It's almost like it's it's like a backwards way of getting praise for what he's already done. Like this this smart man, this this scholar is right. is confirming that I'm doing everything right. Yeah. Sick. Okay. <laughs> I texted Megan today and I was like, it's going to be nasty. Um, <laughs> anywho. So this right here, it, Slughorn trails off. There's ellipses. And it sets the trajectory of their relationship as well, as well as the fear, the guilt, and the shame that Slughorn feels for the rest of his life in regards to Voldemort's secret. Mm -hmm. He's looking at Tom like he's never seen him before. And he's looking at him with, like, the utmost regret. So, 
pushing forward to feel as like if he didn't make a mistake, like he didn't do anything wrong. Slughorn's trying to make himself feel better about what he said and what he's done. And he asks Tom, he's like, all this is hypothetical, all, ac all academic. And very, very quickly, Tom says, of course. Yeah. And continuing even further to push on to hide what he's done. He tells Tom to keep what they have talked about to himself. Don't tell anybody it's a banned subject at Hogwarts and it is not a good look for either of them. And Slughorn even goes as far as to state that Dumbledore is particularly fierce about this subject being banned. So here's another question that I have. Well, I guess one question that I have, um, we know that Dumbledore suspects Tom of making a Horcrux, but yeah. is he so fierce in banning this subject? Is that because maybe it's something that Grindelwald talked about doing? Uh, I think yes. It's kind of like a lightning bolt, I guess. I, I think, think it's yes. possible. I mean, they would stay up for hours and hours and hours talking about things. They wanted mm -hmm. to be the master of death. Um, yeah. This doesn't feel like it's outside the realm of what Grindelwald would have toyed with. I We don't know as of right now if Grindelwald ever made a Horcrux. I don't think that he would have tried to make more than one. Um because I don't think he's foolish like that, but maybe he had an, a, a deep interest in Horcruxes or even um, was tempted, talked about it, maybe wanted to attempt to make one. And that's why Dumbledore feels so strongly against the subject. I think that it's a good conversation to think that like, in a sense, Dumbledore is so knowledgeable about everything that Voldemort is up to probably for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not here to say that he could or would have ever done anything that Voldemort has done, but that doesn't mean that he hadn't had conversations about these things. And I think that that, I mean, which is pretty much exactly what you are saying that you think probably happened. Like, like, I think that he is able to think this way and make these connections because he has had these conversations. He has delved into this. Mm -hmm. He has thought about it. He has talked about it with someone besides Tom Riddle. Mm -hmm. Like, he has knowledge on this for a reason. So as, like, kind of scary as that is, like... I absolutely I I honestly I feel comfortable saying I 100% think that him and Grindelwald had conversations about Horcruxes. Yeah, I think they did, too. What I mean, that's dark, deep, complex magic that why would that be off the table to talk about? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if they're trying to um, redo the wizarding world, for lack of better words. I like I like how Vinny described Grindelwald here too. He says Vindy is <laughs> Vindy. Vindy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Grindy is less of a serial killer and more like a revolutionary, whereas Tom Riddle went about this more in the sense as a serial killer. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that statement, but it doesn't mean that he didn't want to toy with the idea of being invincible and yeah, immortal. Totally. Yeah. Even if it was when they were younger. I mean, you know? he felt like he was mm-hmm. better than everybody. He felt mm-hmm. like he probably yeah. deserved that, you know? Mm-hmm. And why not have a little solely soul somewhere, you know? All right. So Riddle tells him that he's not going to say anything. And but his face was full of wild happiness, which I can only assume looked deranged to Slughorn after this conversation. And his look made him less human in Harry's opinion. Dumbledore thanks Harry and they remove themselves from the memory. Quote, I have been hoping for this piece of evidence for a very long time, said Dumbledore at last. It confirms the theory on which I have been working. It tells me that I am right and also how very far there still is to go there is still to go harry suddenly noticed that every single one of the old headmasters and headmistresses in the portraits around the walls was awake and listening in on their conversation a corpulent red-nosed wizard had actually taken out an ear trumpet here we go people tiffany smells so bad (laughs) (laughs) that was in my notes (laughs) why did where's my notes for you megan well, I deleted them because they were rude. And then I added one in my own photo. <laughs> <laughs> so if we want to talk about the way the old episodes went, we spent roughly an hour on my section. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. Well, my part is um, honestly just Dumbledore monologuing pretty much. Okay, cool. So I'm here for my man. <laughs> Dumbledoring. Um, <laughs> Katie. Monoldoring. Monoldoring okay so Dumbledore says well Harry I'm sure you understood the significance of what we just heard and it's like uh, but did he you're talking to Harry Potter yeah you're talking to Harry um so Dumbledore explains that Tom Riddle is the same age as Harry here and we now know that he was doing everything he could to make himself immortal so Harry asks if Dumbledore thinks he succeeded did he think he made a horcrux and that's why he didn't die when he attacked him um, quote, a bit of his soul was safe, question mark. And Dumbledore now finally, finally is going to talk to Harry. It is the moment we have all been waiting for. There's a lot more he could have told, but here we begin. I mean, it ain't no pig to slaughter, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dumbledore says a bit or more. He explains, you heard Voldemort. What he particularly wanted from Horace was an opinion on what would happen to the wizard who created more than one Horcrux. What would happen to the wizard so determined to evade death that he would be prepared to murder many times, rip his soul repeatedly, so as to store it in many separately concealed Horcruxes. No book would have given him that information. As far as I know, as far as I'm sure... As Voldemort knew, no wizard had ever done more than tear his soul in two. But wait, there's more proof. So Dumbledore continues. Four years ago, I received what I considered certain proof that Voldemort had split his soul. And Harry's like, what? Where? How? Huh? (laughs) Who? What? When? (laughs) And 
Dumble says, you handed it to me, Harry. The diary, Riddle's diary, the one giving instructions on how to reopen the Chamber of Secrets. So Harry is confused as per usual. Um, and Dumbledore continues. Well, although I did not see the riddle who came out of the diary, what you described to me was a phenomenon I had never witnessed. A mere memory starting to act and think for itself. A mere memory sapping the life out of the girl whose hands it had fallen? No. Something much more sinister had lived inside that book. A fragment of soul. I was almost sure of it. The diary had been a horcrux, but this raised as many questions as it answered. What intrigued and alarmed me most was that the diary had been intended as a weapon as much as a safeguard. So what this means is Voldemort was not scared to lose it. So... He normally you as if making a horcrux is normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> a horcrux is something that you would want to protect. You would not just throw this away and use it as a weapon with the chance of it getting destroyed, because otherwise, what was the purpose of making it? Um, so what scared Dumbledore in that moment in Chamber of Secrets was that he was not being very um, cautious with this Horcrux because Dumbledore was pretty sure that this was a Horcrux. Mm -hmm. But also, again, as per usual, Harry does not understand. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> and Dumbledore continues. Like I said, a lot of this is that Dumbledore monologue. So bear with me. Well, mm -hmm. It worked as a horcrux, is supposed to work. In other words, the fragment of soul concealed inside it was kept safe and had undoubtedly played its part in preventing the death of its owner. But there could be no doubt that Riddle really wanted that diary read, wanted the piece of his soul to inhabit or possess somebody else so that Slytherin's monster would be unleashed again. Um, so basically, it was not being used as a horcrux would quote normally be used right this item would be protected not something meant to be used like this was incredibly careless of voldemort to just be like mm -hmm. yeah i want somebody to get a hold of this and write in it and get possessed by it and then potentially at the end of this either i could come back or this could get destroyed but it's okay i really just want the chamber to open again that was the goal of this horcrux i want the chamber to open again so I think what I was thinking of earlier is so <laughs> splitting your soul once, right? It's a violation of nature. It's supposed mm -hmm. to, you, let's say you give part of yourself to it, like physically. Um, do you think that because it probably has never been done before, splitting your soul more than once, do you think to do it, it maybe required you to give more of yourself physically each time? Which is why he looks so monstrous. Maybe. You mean like bigger portions? Yeah. Maybe. Like more of you is required each time because, well, his, because his soul was so... Because <sighs> it's like you're thinking in half and oh. then in half. And then in half. So I mean, if we're like, thinking of it literally like that, are we talking about right, spaghetti like sauce? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. 
Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today yes for yourselves you know it's so his soul was so um weak and fragile that it literally latched to harry on accident yeah. um so like i wonder if it kept requiring more of him each time that he did it because he barely had any to give so like how many ladles so many ladles <laughs> <laughs> chunky Tomato tomatoes flour. are we talking onions and garlic you know what i yeah. mean what kind of spices are in here well definitely oregano definitely oregano <laughs> jinx, jinx you owe me a coke i said it first no you didn't <laughs> yes i did no you didn't <laughs> katie i mean i'm on the same side as you though but that doesn't mean that her audio wasn't the same discord <laughs> it was me. It was I me. get the tally. I get the tally. Mm -mm. Dang ah. it, Annabeth! No. <laughs> I mean, Annabeth's also Slytherin, so yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Please, that's <laughs> why no, you're signing. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Can't be an impartial judge here. I see both sides. <laughs> no, it's just not a fair judgment, Tony. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Just like before. Wait, what did Mia say? So you're saying Megan? Because I'm the one that grounds people. <laughs> you're a butt. Uh, okay. Oh, oh Vindy, Vindy gave it to both. 
Fendi. Wait. Um, nope. He gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> you guys suck. Proceed. Uh, oh, man. Oh, May. Oh, man. I was uh, going to say, okay, and then, oh, man, at the same time, and it came out, oh, May. Oh, May. Oh, May. Okay. So. Okay. Back to the chapter. Um, okay, so Harry explains that Voldemort wanted people to know that he was the heir to Slytherin, which is 100% true. Good job, Harry. Pat on the back. You got something. But it's scarier than that. Um, so Dumbledore says, quite correct, but don't you see, Harry, that if he intended the diary to be passed to or planted on some future Hogwarts student, he was being remarkably blasé about that precious fragment of his soul concealed within it. I also want to pause here and point out that if we are actually thinking about his soul splitting in half at a time, so getting getting hugely smaller each time this happens right this hugely smaller hugely I, smaller. I don't know how else to describe it do you know what i'm saying because yes. it's like you're taking okay we're taking the whole the soul as a whole right like okay the soul, the soul as, as a whole <laughs> like the soul is i don't know a pomelo okay a what what in a the act well, because Meg. it's really big. It's really big. Right? I don't know what that means. It's like bigger than a grapefruit. Okay, it's a fruit. So, <laughs> so but you, you just say grapefruit. <laughs> no, Appeal to more than bigger. one person on this podcast. Why didn't you say watermelon? A watermelon. Yeah, his soul is a watermelon, <laughs> and he Wait, is, is it ripping it in half. Okay, so take the huge watermelon and you cut it in half. The first half, which yeah. is big is going into the diary. So you just blase destroyed the biggest portion of your soul that you saved. Period. Blase destroyed. That's stupid. That is stupid. Well, he's not smart. The brightest bulb. (laughs) (laughs) The watermelon is seedless and it is ripe. But is it juicy? (laughs) Yes. Is it in season? It's definitely in season. Okay. So, like, you know, you think about it. It's like, okay, so the first Horcrux got 50% of that watermelon. Now, the next Horcrux is only going to get 25% of the watermelon and so on and so forth. And then forth. the math math's real hard from there. And then it's, it's 12 it's and a half. City. And then it's like a fourth of something and it's just too much. So, like, you get the point, though, right? Like, that was the biggest portion that you just were like, yeah, throw it in a diary. It could get destroyed, but it's okay. I got six more. Right, like, like that was probably his strongest one. Exactly what I'm saying, and it, you see that because it is the one Horcrux where we Gets actually up and walks see him. Yeah, we actually <laughs> see him like form into a body. Yeah, like the actual body instead of needing a regeneration potion with some guy's hand. I have soul meets body in my head. Um, how does he become the baby? Body. Wait, he, he's living on 0.2% of his soul. <laughs> Tiffany. He's living on a sliver <laughs> of on, watermelon. I need to know what is the percent. Hold on. I need to know the percentage. Wait what a minute. percent of soul does he have left at the end after he kills Lily? Tiffany talk. I mean, Katie talk. I'll figure it out. Okay. This is a lightning bolt round question I was going to save, but it's kind of up now. Cam, you're right. So, 
say if say the Tom Riddle piece of Horcrux from the diary succeeded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would there be two Voldemorts walking around or That's more? That, yeah, people have said that for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. At the point that he is at when he is a baby, he's living on 0.39% of his soul. He ain't even halfway there. 0.39%. Living on a prayer. Not even half of a percent. Dude. Mia put a lovely pie chart in here for us. But Nuts. but seven, Thank you, Mia. gotta have that seven. <sighs> yeah, look at those breakdowns, and you just threw away the Magical. diary, threw it away. Well, he's threw idiot, so. it away. Um, yeah. So, how much he's tomato sauce watered is down? The equivalent of watermelon. That's like a grape <laughs> tomato. <laughs> In a whole pot of water. (laughs) And it's still green. (laughs) It's a flower from a tomato plant. Piece of soul is literally a fried green tomato. It's boiling water. Don't do that. Fried green tomatoes are great. Don't do that. But also is watermelon that sat in the sun. Spaghetti sauce. A tomato flower. We need a better but that's too boiling pretty. in water. That's too pretty. It's a tomato seed. It's a tomato plant seed boiling in water. That's what he is. In Albania. <laughs> Vibin with Nagini. <laughs> I just wonder. Slay. So here's my wondering, and there's probably not an answer. But it's thoughts to think. So we're at Godric's Hollow. It's Halloween. Harry is pewed. Oh, you're unsuccessful. What does he look like? Voldemort then. Well, at that point, he's like 0.8% of himself. Did he find a child's body? Mm-hmm. No, he possessed animals. Yeah, he possessed I know, animals, but when right. he when when Wormtail's oh, putting went. him in the cauldron, he's in a child's oh. body. Did they kill a kid? <sighs> yeah. I bet. I'm not. Why didn't I think about that before? Ew. Because that is what we see. So, so Voldemort's form before he goes into the cauldron is what Harry sees, according to the movies, at Harry's own afterlife King's Cross. The chicken right. wing Voldemort. So. But where's that body from? Marguerite says that it could be Bertha. Yeah, there's like a whole theory How is that of Bertha, Bertha though? and like a baby. Oh, and- right. Oh. Mm. oh, yeah. Oh, mm, this might be trigger warning for myself. So yeah. let's yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, okay I'm gonna go back to what Dumbledore was saying yes find it okay the point is the point of a horcrux is as Professor Slughorn explained to keep part of the self hidden and safe not to fling it into somebody else's path and run the risk that they might destroy it as indeed happened that particular fragment of soul is no more 
you saw to that. Woohoo, go Harry. Woo woo. Yeah. Killing horcruxes. Slamming um, fangs down. <laughs> so Voldemort continues. Nope. Dumbledore continues. I'm literally never gonna not be able to get them confused. It's I fine. It's fine. The careless way in which Voldemort regarded this Horcrux seemed most ominous to me. It suggested that he must have made or been planning to make more Horcruxes so that the loss of his first would not be so detrimental. I do not wish to believe it. I did not wish to believe it, but nothing else seemed to make sense. So Dumbledore is a smart cookie. I don't think many would have even thought this possible, uh, but Dumbledore's always thinking outside the box, though. Um, like most people wouldn't like literally this thought wouldn't even come into their mind, you know, like they wouldn't even be like, oh, what if he made more than one? Because it's who just, would do that. It's just so unbelievable. Um, so then Dumbledore continues. Then you told me two years later that on the night that Voldemort returned to his body, he made a most illuminating and alarming statement to his Death Eaters. Dummy. I, who have gone further than anybody along the path that leads to immortality. That was what you told me, he said. Further than anybody. And I thought I knew what that meant, though the Death Eaters did not. He was referring to his Horcruxes. Horcruxes in the plural, Harry, which I do not believe any other wizard has ever had. Yet it fitted. Lord Voldemort has seemed to grow less human with the passing years and the transformation he has undergone seemed to me to be only explicable if his soul was mutilated beyond the realms of what we might call usual evil. Creating Horcruxes was making him literally less human is what this is insinuating. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's because he was giving up physical human features. Yeah. And literally becoming a monster. Yeah. Well, when the outside reflects the inside, hmm. not wrong. Not wrong. <sighs> so, I also got follow a that smell up. Follow mine. that up, Katie. I <laughs> can't. Oh, you smell. I got a you smell from my dearest wife right here in my notes. Thank you uh, so much. No. Oh, that's uh, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany. Other wife from, from my other wife. <laughs> I would never. You have. <laughs> Sorry about. Well, whatever. Anyway, Harry says, so he's made himself impossible to kill by murdering other people. Yes. It's honestly like it's sick. It's a crazy analogy. That's pretty amazing coming out of Harry Potter's mouth. Right? Oh my god, Harry, you've got it. Good you job, figured it Harry. out. Um so he goes on to be like, why couldn't he just make a sorcerer's stone or steal one if he was so interested in immortality? And Dumbledore reminds him, he tried to do that five years ago, but there's also other reasons he thinks that a sorcerer's stone wouldn't appeal to him as much as multiple horcruxes. Too much to keep up so with. So the sorcerer's stone, <laughs> you have the elixir of life, and that does extend your life, but it has to be drunk regularly in order for you to like maintain your immortality. So Voldemort would be entirely dependent on this elixir. It could run out. Someone could contaminate it. The stone could be stolen and he would just die like any other man. And Dumbledore reminds Harry, Voldemort likes to operate alone. I've shown like he's shown that to him in these memories. 
And he thinks that it would have been. Definitely makes it seem like he doesn't like to, but he does. You know what I mean? Like he surrounds himself. Yes. With people to make it look like he's not operating alone, but like he and only he knows the plan. He just needs those people to stroke his ego and look like a big baddie. Um, Dumbledore also believes that it would have been intolerable to Voldemort to be so dependent on something. Which I agree. I also wonder if that wouldn't appeal to him because we can see with Nicholas Flamel that like it doesn't stop you from aging either. So like right, that dude yeah. was paper thin, man. And mm. I and I feel like Voldemort would want to be immortal, but like strong, not grow old. Right. You know? Yeah. Dude would have lived a lot longer if he didn't try to be immortal. I know he died like real young. He was 70 something. Yeah. 72 or something like that. 70. Dumbledore was 150. If he didn't go around getting a sick hand, he would have been around a lot longer, too. I mean, the temptation. Mm hmm. It's too much. Yeah. So uh, Dumbledore explains Voldemort was prepared to do this drink the elixir of life um only because it would take him out of his quote horrible part life that he had been condemned to after attacking harry and only so he could regain a body and then after that it would have been yaddy 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) quote he would be nothing more if only he could regain a human form he was already immortal, you see, or as close to immortal as any man can be. Um, but now we're armed with this crucial memory that Harry got for them. And they Dumbledore says that they are closer to the secret of finishing Lord Voldemort than anyone ever has been. True. It has to be a pretty good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore's also a daunting be like, feeling. We're almost there, but also, holy crud, there's like, seven horcruxes. There's a lot like, of work very to daunting. Do. But still to be like, okay, well, I have a number potentially. Mm. Right. And it's but at least like you kind of nailed down what is going on. So now you can make the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still of... haven't really told Harry about <laughs> what needs to happen at the end. At all. But, you know. As much as I like hope he did forgive himself, I like I want Slughorn to like no like i want to tell this fictional character like there's no way you could have known what would have become of tom riddle no and i feel like maybe he would have felt a little okay like years after the final battle but like dang it would have taken a long time though i think felt like he needed to shoulder the blame for all of that and it it wasn't his fault I mean, yeah. clearly it wasn't his fault. The The books are the ones that whoever wrote those books, the wizard who first figured it out, you know, he and, Tom Riddle had already made up his mind about what he wanted to do before he went into that conversation with Slughorn. He would have tried it at some point in time anyway. Do you think For that sure. he had to? So he created the the potion to bring himself back in four, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So who's to say he didn't tweak whatever the creation of Horcruxes was to meet his Mm. need of making more than one? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, did he change it up? Because his soul was so fragile. Yeah. The binding is fragile. (laughs) He was literally Voldemort. Um, okay, I didn't realize I pasted this much from the book, but it's all important stuff. So here's some more monologuing with some interruptions from Harry. 
So Dumbledore says, you heard him, Harry. Wouldn't it be better, make you stronger, to have your soul in more pieces? Isn't seven the most magic, the most powerfully magical number? And then Dumbledore goes on to say, isn't seven the most powerfully magical number? Yes, I think the idea of a seven-part soul would greatly appeal to Lord Voldemort. He made seven horcruxes, said Harry, horror-struck. <laughs> Thank <Seven>. you. <laughs> well, several of the portraits on the wall made similar noises of shock and outrage. But they could be anywhere in the world, hidden, buried, or invisible. I'm glad to see you appreciate the magnitude of the problem. <laughs> Dumbledore. But firstly, no, Harry, not seven horcruxes, six. The seventh part of his soul, however maimed, resides inside his regener regenerated body. That was the part of him that lived a spectral existence for so many years during his exile. Without that, he has no self at all. That seventh piece of soul will be the last that anybody wishing to kill Voldemort must attack. The Wait, piece that I think lives I did the math body. wrong then. It's eight. So he was 0.8% because I divided it seven times. That's I should have divided it six times. Nothing. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I just wanted to clarify. You're less than a percent of your own correct soul being. But the six horcruxes then, said Harry a little desperately, how are we supposed to find them? So like the weight of this is sinking into Harry's brain. Like, hold on. Hello, I'm the chosen one. He's like, oh, I need I get to do it. This, this is my problem. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem. It's, it's me. me. Truly, oh, it is. Do you get that now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dumbledore reminds him that Harry has already destroyed a Horcrux and so has Dumbledore. And Harry eagerly is like, you have? Like, sweet, how many can I knock off this list that I know you're going to tell me I need to go to destroy? Um, so Dumbledore raises his blackened, burned-looking hand, the sick hand. And it was the ring, Marvolo's ring. Um, there was a terrible curse on it. Quote, a little bragging here. Had it not been, forgive me the lack of seemly modesty, for my own prodi prodigious skill and for Professor Snape's timely action when I returned to Hogwarts, desperately injured, I might not have lived to tell the tale. However, a withered hand does not seem an unreasonable exchange for a seventh of Voldemort's soul. The ring is no longer a horcrux. Yeah, but it's not just a withered hand. You're also going to die, but like you're also fighting for a cause. So I hear you, but why don't you just tell him the whole story? Why couldn't they have just like removed? Like amputated? Yeah. Like you contained Maybe the it's curse in his there. Blood. So like. Yeah. Maybe. I just feel like it's in his blood. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Jenny Fire said he's got bad blood. All these Taylor Swift references. <laughs> uh, so Harry's like, well, how did you find that? Um, and Dumbledore kind of reiterates like, I've pretty much made it my life's mission the past couple of years to find out everything I could about Voldemort's past life. Traveled everywhere that he had once been. Um, and he found it in the ruin of the Gaunt's house. So after Voldemort had put his soul in the ring, he didn't want to wear it anymore, apparently, which makes sense because then you have two pieces of soul on your body, right? If you're really trying to hide these everywhere. <laughs> um, so he hid it, protected it with many powerful enchantments, and then um, kept it in the shack where his ancestors had once lived. Reminder that Morphin had been sent to Azkaban, so it really is just this abandoned shack. Mm. And Voldemort never guessed that Dumbledore would one day 
decide to track down his past and visit this random house. And then he might be keeping an eye open for any kind of magical concealment. Dumbledore got got Voldemort, you know? Should have known. Yeah. Voldemort should have known all along because dude always kept an eye on him in school. Kept Hold an on. eye on him when they first met. The diary was the second Horcrux. The ring was the first one. At this point, I don't think Myrtle's dead yet because wasn't Tom in his seventh year when the chamber opened? According yeah. to wizardingworld.com, the diary was the first Horcrux made. Okay, it says on, Lord Voldemort's first Horcrux was created when he was still at Hogwarts, known then as Tom Riddle after murdering a schoolgirl named Myrtle. So and then it's the to ring. The lexicon, it says the ring. Well, too bad, lexicon. This was just written. <laughs> Because I, I don't I, always trust the Pottermore articles. It's literally Wizarding are, World, though. No, I know, but I always thought it was the ring as well. But no, not according to this. It says. Mm, Tom Riddle turns Marvolo's ring into his first Horcrux in August of 1942 because the this is where we always get hung up within the timeline mm -hmm. I know but I mean because he killed his father and grandparents in July of 42 the summer before going into his sixth year Mia says it's the same and then year. yeah so I think it's like the start like the summer before his sixth year he kills his father and grandparents. Then he turns the ring into the first Horcrux. He then talks to Slughorn about Horcruxes. And then later that same year, but in 43, kills Moaning Myrtle and turns the diary into a Horcrux in 43. So, it was only so all of that strongest? happened in year six. It's only his second strongest piece of soul. Yeah, so the diary is 25%. The ring is 50 So Dumbledore got rid of the largest percentage of his soul. Dang, Dumbledore? And Harry got rid of the, I mean, more, but... I always trust the lexicon. They... They're always my fallback. I don't like that they don't agree with one another. That bothers me. Can we ask Sarah to share her timeline with us? They're saying we can. <laughs> um, so here's another question. I guess. Can you commit a murder and create a Horcrux later? Right. I think so. You know, like how long in between? I would assume I would assume it has to be. Like, I mean, it can't be like six months, a but like 30 day receipt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but if if the lexicon's timeline is correct, it says that it says that in June he murdered Myrtle, but didn't make the Horcrux until September. So that's three months. Wait, but we are saying that he did the ring first, right? 
He has the ring on. That doesn't necessarily that mean memory. it's a Horcrux, though. It doesn't but mean he that wouldn't it's a have Horcrux gotten, yet. But he wouldn't have gotten that ring without that doesn't mean no going to what, what i'm so what i'm playing is devil devil's advocate here and saying that just because he murdered them and has the ring doesn't mean that he made it a horcrux yet but myrtle's killed later that year that he talks to slughorn according to the timeline i do like what aubrey said um that it makes sense if the ring was first because it seems it seems like but, he would want to kill someone of significance in his life, like his father, for his first Horcrux, rather than a random Hogwarts student. No offense, Myrtle. It says that she was killed in 1943 on the Harry Potter wiki. And then, hold on, what's, when is Colin Riddle? So, okay. Do you need the body to make the Horcrux? That's well. That's what we were talking about. We don't know because if it's but just what if like, he just like took blood from the body. That's what I'm saying. What saved if it's, it. What if it's blood and then the fact that you committed the murder? I mean, and, and he takes a bone you're ready later. to give up. That, right, that's right. Whenever that's you're ready to thing. give up whatever part for yourself, because he could have opened the Chamber of Secrets. Myrtle was murdered. Um. I feel like he would have killed people just because that's his. He was. I think what is really frustrating type to of me person. is the fact that wizardingworld.com doesn't do proper research before they put an article out. Yes. First one. It literally says the first in the article. That is so annoying. That's why I'm so hung up because, like, that to me is canon in my brain, but it doesn't make sense to my other brain half. Oh, so I. I think that at the end of the day, I think that the beginning order of the Horcruxes is speculation. And that's why we don't really necessarily have a definitive answer. And I also think, honestly, it's not really that important. Like, we don't have to know the order of the Horcruxes in I the beginning. Know. Um, I think that we don't really necessarily know. Um, and I'm okay with that, I guess. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mm. we're going to explore this more times. Probably. Mia says, so I think a lot of this comes down to the difficulties with interpreting when he went to find the Gaunt family. It was described in the text as in the summer of his 16th year. He left the orphanage to which he returned annually and set off to find his Gaunt relatives. That would make his 16th year 1942, which would then, in fact, make the ring the first Horcrux. Well. Because his birthday is on New Year's Eve, right? So he goes into the school year as the age. He's like a, he's like Hermione where he's like a year older. He's a little bit older. Yeah. So like he's already he's 16. Obviously, he's 16. He goes into the year. The first half of the year at Hogwarts, he's 16. The second half, he's 17. Then he would come back and he would start seventh year as a 17 year old and end it as an 18 year old halfway through the year. So like. If that's if that's true, that means that in 1942, he found and killed. 
Our dog is barking. He mm-hmm. found and killed his father and grandparents. He is 16. And then the summer of his sixth year, which would be 1943, would have been when Myrtle was killed. So ring then diary. So ring then diary. Which is annoying that they would not get that right on wizardingworld.com. I mean, God, I always thought it was the ring. Janine pulled up a poll that we had on here from over a year ago. And it was first Horcrux, diary or ring? And most people said diary. (sighs) That's funny. So this clearly is, you know, we forget things as soon as it comes out of our mouth. So this is clearly a developing. um, Okay, well, we all know that the author's really bad at math, though. Yeah, the math. So, like, honestly, uh, I don't freaking know. Right. All right. I honestly, I can't think about it anymore. (laughs) Give me some lightning bolt rounds. Oh, that's where we're at? Yes. Okay. Give me some questions. I might give you some answers. Okay. Marguerite, just a random thought. Do you think Tom was inspired in making Horcruxes by World War II? He would have been in the orphanage during the London Blitz, I think. Hmm. I don't know time. (laughs) I wonder Um, what would have inspired him about it for that. Just like maybe just like the the concept of of immortality. Mm hmm. Yeah, something about something about death was not for him. You know what I mean? Like at yeah. all. Well, no I one, feel like no part of any of it. I feel like he saw it as weakness. Like his yeah. mother, like his mom, yeah. which is just mm. not. That's wild because everybody dies. Right. It's not weakness. Also, what she endured. I'm not saying I like her, but what she endured through her life, that's yeah. some strength. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, I don't, I mean, I think it could have inspired it. I just think that maybe in general, the sense of mortality um, gave him icky feels. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, next is from Nikki. If, the Voldemort in the diary had come back fully. Could he then make another set of Horcruxes since he had so much of the original Voldemort's soul? So even if we're saying he had 25%, that's still a large amount compared to a lot of the other portions um, that we see later on. But I, I think... I don't know how that works with like the manipulation <sighs> of a soul... I think it uh, I think I it know. would still be Voldemort's mind so he would know that in his mind the magical number of 7 probably was important to him so I would say no. Yeah. That's my initial reaction. Is it really anymore? 8 though because of the piece that's still within him? No, it's there's 6 horcruxes and 7 the 7th piece is Voldemort. Mm. But, but what he about ends Harry? up messing that up because of Harry but he's right, 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 he's right, unaware. Right. right. What's next? My brain doesn't want to work. I used up all my cells at the beginning. 
<laughs> with Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> um, Anna, Annabeth. Does it seem like a bit of a stretch that the basilisk killed Myrtle, but it was counted as Tom killing her? I know he was controlling the basilisk with parcel tongue, but this seems like a bit of a stretch to me. I've thought I think about she, that before. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, so we're you we <laughs> we're utilizing the basilisk as a tool, are we not? Right. So it's like saying, oh, well, I didn't. It's almost that trigger warning for talking about guns because i know i hate talking about them but it's the Mm -hmm. whole argument of well well the gun the gun didn't kill them the person did or vice versa you know it's like it's a tool guns don't kill people people kill people right but it's still a tool being utilized for an end goal correct the snake is a living being however the snake is controlled by tom riddle Right. Right. Also known as it's Lord literally Bolton. being told what to do. Right. And I I would assume there is like a sense there has to be some sort of connection kind of I would I would kind of compare it maybe even to like house elves where like they have to do what they're told. Like I'm assume I make the connection that that is how the control of the basilisk works with the parcel tongue is like mm. there's some sort of like the basilisk has to do what he's telling him yeah Especially he has the heir and of slytherin he said hash hasa go <laughs> so snake go away yeah, being the heir of slytherin too he hashed and he had the hasa mm-hmm. okay mia did you send this last one that doesn't have a name is that why you said you weren't fast enough uh gut reaction ringer diary first i don't know who asked that, that. was mia okay <sighs> ring <laughs> I want to say ring, but my rule following Gryffindor self saw that Wizarding World said it was diary, so I want to say diary. See, I I want to say diary, but I think it was ring. I love the theory of it being like the strongest piece and that's why like gut reaction seemed to be <laughs> diary. It seemed to be so strong, but I don't know. I'm just going to go ring. I don't know, I'm just making a decision. Diary there feels like a young man's first attempt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. First attempt. <laughs> it was successful. I don't, I don't know. I'll stick it in this diary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. At first, I did not know it was your diary. I thought it was a very sad book. A very sad book. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, the singing movie. Oh, it's from Bridesmaids. Oh. oh. I thought it was... It's the same person, though. What's her name? Well, it's Isn't a dude. It? What? It's a dude. It's a man that says that? Mm-hmm. Who? It's actually the guy who's now a host on The Great British Bake Off. His name's Matt, but I can't remember his last name. I thought it was... What's Rebel her Wilson? name? Yes. See? No, the guy... The guy says, wait, too. <gasps> no, you guys are totally right. And then he <laughs> chimes in at the end. I'm so sorry. I'm doing really bad with movies today. <laughs> oh, Lord. We need to move on. 
You're Did right. Voldemort have a password journal from Girl Tech? <laughs> <laughs> it was a diary. <laughs> <laughs> Just password. Hash hash. Hash I always wanted one of those and I never had one. I did have a Palm Pilot later in life. <laughs> oh, fancy. Uh, is that all? Or is there more? No, that's it. The Ed story? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> this one comes from Kelsey Holder. January 2019. Mm, a good year. Yeah. Dear Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany. Of course, I had to burp just then. Sorry, Kelsey. I started listening to your podcast because I... (laughs) So sorry. I started listening to your podcast because I travel for work and I found myself lonely and thinking of life's dark things. Once I began binge listening to you all, my moods improved. I'm currently at the beginning of Goblet and I'm a little sad to catch all the way up because my binge days will be over. I don't have a childhood Potter story for you because I don't remember much of my childhood. I suffer from dissociation, a side effect of post-traumatic stress disorder that was caused by being, trigger warning, sexually abused throughout my youth. Mm. If you aren't familiar with dissociation, it's actually a common thing, but its effects vary in severity. Most people experience it as feeling outside of their bodies. For example, when you drive a car and your mind wanders off and then you don't remember getting home, but somehow you got there. With extreme dissociation, am I saying that right? I hope I am. This is this, yeah, dissociation. Sorry. Yeah. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. I was between those two in my head. That's why. It can lead to it can lead to developing dissociative identity disorder, commonly known as multiple personality disorder. I luckily do not have that, but I have large chunks of my life that, while hopefully hidden within the depths of me somewhere, are not part of my normal recall in my everyday life. What I do remember is that I've always loved Harry Potter. I read all of them over and over again as I grew, and they have traveled with me every rented apartment and house I've lived in since I left home at 19. I'm 28 now. My favorite book has always been Prisoner of Azkaban. Even though this book is serious? but It's the one book where Harry doesn't have to think about Lord Voldemort, and it's refreshing that he gets to have an almost almost normal school year. Katie, I'm also in love with Remus Lupin. Yeah. (laughs) I adore his ability to be a real father figure to Harry. Having fought off my own dementors, my feelings of loneliness, fear, anger at the lost years of my childhood and the pain that creeps in my body and away. Hold on. And the pain that creeps into my body, the way a dementor creeps into and takes over one's soul. My connection to Harry was stronger and prisoner than any shared wand core could create. Harry finally found hope that he would have a real family through Sirius and Lupin. And that feeling of hope gave me strength to carry on. When Harry learned that he wouldn't be able to live with Sirius, probably a good thing in the long run, I cried. To feel hopeless <laughs> at the age, only the age of 13 is something no child should ever have to feel. Mm-hmm. With Order of the Phoenix, my bond to Harry grew even more. What's happening to my brain? Was that just real? Are these memories mine? Am I crazy? I love that you finally call Harry Sassy Harry because that is my favorite Harry. Feelings of being unimportant, used, duped, and worst of all, that things are all your fault. I'm so sorry, Harry, that you had to feel that way. In listening to your podcast, I learned to love Chamber of Secrets and in turn, learned to love my childhood self a little bit more. Reading Chamber was always annoying to me and I hated that Ginny fell for the Horcrux's tricks. I hated that Ginny couldn't remember what had happened to her and I hated Ginny for being naive and impressionable. It wasn't until hearing you women talk about it that I realized that this anger was actually toward myself for my past. 
I'm working to love that little girl Kelsey in the same way that little girl Ginny deserved love and compassion. We learn later in the series that Ginny lives with the guilt and pain of losing part of herself to Tom slash Lord Voldemort. I guess I didn't realize that only by giving Ginny and myself some love could I learn that children cannot be held responsible for the terrible actions of adults. A theme we <sighs> see many ch child actors, I'm so I'm sorry, child characters grapple with throughout the series. Mm -hmm. My favorite characters are Luna, Dobby, and Lupin. I own Luna's wand and it sits proudly in my office. If it, it was a gift from my boyfriend when I passed the bar exam this hey. past summer. Nice. I cry from the depths of my stomach at Dobby's death. Not tears. Mm -hmm. Ugly, crippling, arms around myself, gut-churning, whelps of unfairness and anger. Yeah. And Lupin, he gives me hope that I too can help out those children who feel so ashamed and alone. In fact, that's why I went to law school to help kids who deserve better than what they're given. First, though, I have to continue my own healing journey by continuing to nurture my childhood self. What better way to do this besides seeing my therapist every week than finding parallels to my favorite books in the world? I hope you feel comfortable sharing my story. I feel that abuse needs to be discussed. Yeah. However, I know you have a lot of listeners who are young and feel free to edit this as you need to. Mm. I'm a Gryffindor, but my second house is Ravenclaw. Both make sense because I had some know-it-all Hermione vibes as a kid, but my personality has, be has been compared to Luna and Professor Trelawney more times than I can count. My American house is Thunderbird. My wand is you would too, with a phoenix feather core. It is 14 and a half inches with rigid flexibility. My Patronus is either a buffalo or an Asa cat. I like both of those. Yeah, I can't <laughs> decide which I favor. Thank you for, for providing an anchor for me to cling to as I travel for work. And thank you for making me laugh out loud on planes while I travel. Hmm. I love seeing strangers reaction to my giggle fits. And I even once spilt coffee all over myself and maybe a bit on the person next to me oops <laughs> you each mean so much to me i promise i'm typically pretty ridiculous i just wanted to remain serious and slither in some personal quaffles of mine it would be remus of me to admit you hold the porky to my dragon heartstring and i dumble adore you all <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Well, you had me crying, super proud, and laughing. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, it's all that. Where to begin, Kelsey? Um, holy moly. Uh exceptionally, exceptionally sorry for what you have endured and been through. But what a light that you are sharing that with us and we absolutely do need to talk about abuse um and our younger listeners need to know that uh they can tell a safe person and and speak up and oh my goodness look at what you're doing with your life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. amazing um, i just so incredibly proud of you and of course you're a Gryffindor, of course. <laughs> the bravery there. And then the jokes. I can't. Thank you so much. And I hope that by you um, writing to us and letting us share your story, that we can help someone who listens to this podcast. Yes. Yeah, you seem like a really ba person so yeah. thank you for sharing your story uh even puns aside i mean that sold me absolutely on the end but <laughs> you just seem like a very very strong individual and i hope yes. you know that about yourself yes so thank keep you. healing that that kelsey 
Yep. Keep on keeping on. Would you like a joke? Of course. Yes, please. What a whirlwind of an episode. I know. I feel like I lost my voice this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy episode. Do chocolate. I'm telling a joke here, Tiffany. It's a delay. Jeez. Do chocolate frogs expire? I don't know, Katie, do they? No, they croak. Oh. <laughs> Is that from the Slytherin one? Yeah. That's Heck yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I like how on the chocolate frog boxes, instead of saying that it's like cocoa, it says croco. Croco. Yeah. <laughs> I could so go good. for one. I could go for a solid, like, mm. 40 pound chocolate frog. That's how heavy <laughs> they, they have. <laughs> they have dark chocolate ones now, too. That's trash. Also, fun fact about the chocolate frogs and all chocolate products at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Did you know that the Protego Foundation pushed for them to um, have all of their chocolate be like, what was it? Like fair trade and rainforest safe or something? Yeah. So shout out to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're awesome. They're pretty great. Um, If you are so inclined and would like to follow us along on social the social meds myself and katie are on instagram at tiktok at the petrus family and tiffany's on instagram and tiktok at tiff swish underscore flick that's where i'm at tiffany what you doing with your life oh surviving first grade (laughs) (laughs) It's been a little bit of a rocky start. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, however, you're approaching Thanksgiving break. I know. I need it. And my wedding anniversary. Seven yeah. years. Hey. Woo Yeah. Seven years on November 14th. And then on November 22nd, 14 years together. It's a nice. long time. We've been together longer. <laughs> Katie died. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm for laughing. I choked on my spit. Always you're, competition. You're oh. an idiot. But I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe you go out to dinner. Maybe. I don't know. Nice. Um I have like 15 minutes left in my reread of silver flames noise happens so fast at the end i feel like a giant snowball rolling down the hill and it's like Mm -hmm. i'll probably have to like read the ending again because i feel like so many things happen and then i'm like wait a minute how did we get to that point i can't remember that detail blah 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 um so once i'm done with that which will be probably tonight i'll probably listen to it before i go to sleep I'm going to continue on with Fellowship of the Ring on Audible. I'm probably not going to pick up a physical book. I just really don't have time at this point in my life. This is a season of life where I can't like hold on to something. Um, so audiobooks, that's where I'm at. So maybe I'll just knock out the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Fellowship. I don't mind the narrator. I know you don't like the narrator. Um, but I don't, I don't mind him. And what else am I doing? 
still doing ab rehab. I'm almost done with phase one. I think actually tomorrow I'm done with phase one. Proud of you. Thank you. I'm not sure how much a difference I see. I have to take a picture. Um, I also don't want to discourage myself by taking a picture. So I might just not. And I might just roll into phase two and keep going. Just keep going. And then maybe see how I feel in like another month. Maybe I'll take a picture another month. I certainly feel better. That's good. That's um, good. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll that see. It's always the important part. It's yeah, so the, slow. The and I'm part, yep. the most impatient person in the whole entire world. The feeling <laughs> good, Tiff, the feeling good means you're doing it correctly and yeah. you're doing what's good for you. Yeah. And that's where it starts. Yeah. Like you're I don't have great. like as much of the, like the bulgy part anymore. Ah, pregnancy and like, body changing, friends. Dude, I wish I could, like, pick up a 12-pound weight, do one, like, push-up with it, and be like, yeah, I'm swole. Yeah. Don't work like that, you know? I miss weights. I'm sorry. Like, so bad. I used them today, though, for posture work. A whole oh, three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to do posture work. I'm so bad. Yeah. It It helps. Uh, what else am I doing? Planning some thankful lessons for my students. I let them pick a prize box from Amazon, so they were, like, super stoked about that. I'm just tired of talking so much. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> I always forget, like, how much I lose my voice and, like, my throat is sore at the beginning of the year just from, like, talking. Yeah. But Mr. James is growing like a little weed he rolls over no problem he loves playing with toys loves grabbing things he likes to watch alana he likes to stand while you hold him and he like kind of shakes <laughs> dances talks chuckles it's so hard to get him to laugh he alana used to giggle all the time he's a tough little egg to crack but he smiles constantly he just doesn't make a sound. And he finally figured out that splashing in the bathtub is fun. So that's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> but his gummy smile in the morning just like makes me so freaking happy. And his eyes are so bright blue. I've never thought I would have a blue eyed boy. Like never in my wildest dreams. He's just precious. Alana rules everything. <laughs> She was Wonder Woman for Halloween. James was Superman. She had so much fun. She kept saying over and over, like, this is the best night ever. I love trick-or-treating. Asked to pet every single dog she saw. Oh, my gosh. Hey, every single you're dog. teaching her right. I know. You gotta ask. I know. And I felt ask. bad because the one dog was, like, started to growl, and I wanted to be like, what? <laughs> right. But she backed away. I was like, okay, good. Get away from that dog. <laughs> Uh, but we need prayers and vibes for Mr. Bear, Mr. Fozzie Bear. Um, he had like two hot spots on his cheeks. And when they shaved his face, they found a small tumor. So he's going to go in and have that removed as well as have his teeth clean and his nails done. So um, smart to do it all at once. Yeah. We need we need good vibes and prayers for for my Fosfos. He is ten, so we need all the good stuff for that bear. 
And for my family, we had, I know I'm talking a lot. There's just a lot. My grandma went into a nursing home. She doesn't remember a whole lot anymore. And it was getting very unsafe for her to live at home Mm -hmm. alone. So that's been a whole thing. So if you want to send me prayers and positive vibes and my whole entire family, we genuinely all could use them. Truly. I'm done. (laughs) Do you need another joke, Tiffany? I do, probably. I'll find you one. Um, I'm still reading Kingdom of Ash. I did not finish a single book in October. You want to know something? Since I did my, like, huge binge read in June of gay books, (laughs) I have just, like, struggled to read since then i was like looking at my um goodreads and my story graph just to like see and it's i've just like really struggled since then i don't know what it is i've been just kind of finishing onesie twosies every now and then and i didn't finish a single book in october i've i started like three uh, so i'm like in the middle of three i don't know man i'm just struggling and i don't know Go pick up another gay book. I've been having a really hard time, like, dividing my time. Does that make sense? It's tough. There's a, well, here's the thing with people like us. We love a lot of fandoms and there's a lot of content to consume. Yeah. And it's hard to fit it all in when you have to be a responsible adult. I forgot to say I finished Rings of Power. Loved it. I've just been, like, really, I don't know. Like, I've just, I've just felt off for a while and like I don't know what's going on I think that I think I really don't like my job so I think that that's playing into it a lot yep it's just making me not feel like myself Mm -hmm. so I just feel off I don't know I don't really get back to it it's a season I know. It's a season. I've been telling myself that because postpartum is so hard and literally in my head, like literally in the hospital, I kept telling myself, this is a season. It's not forever. Yeah. You're just going through a rough patch. Yeah. I feel like like you've been... Honestly, I don't even know what else to say because like I just... You've been doing a lot of internet stuff for the podcast. That's stupid. For the podcast though, but you've been crushing that. And, you know, that had taken a little bit of a backseat for a while. But I feel like you felt good doing that, huh? It did feel good. But I but then see, the thing that frustrates me is like. Work is so exhausting because yeah. it's the service industry, you know, well, so like that yes. and the mental stress it puts on you. And there's it's just like so much that. And like, I get so mad at myself because, you know, I might only have a four or five or six hour shift, but like, and it's early in the day. But then like, when I come home, I seriously like cannot bring myself to do anything. Even though I get home at 10 a.m. and I should feel like ready to go. But and it's I just, so like, draining on you. It's go, 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 go. High pressure. You have to work really fast. I know. Especially in the morning time. Yeah. That's a huge 
Everybody wants to go get their coffee time of day. <laughs> I do. I do nap, but then I get <laughs> that also upsets me because I'm not a one hour nap type of person. Like if I fall asleep, I'm going to sleep for hours and then I feel like it just wastes my day. My you whole know day what? is gone. You know if what I lay you could try? I don't know how well you'll take to this, but you never know how if unless, until you try. What if you tried stretching or yoga or meditation when you get home? You've been talking about that. And after. recenter yeah. yourself. Literally stretching your muscles out can help wake you up, but and, also relax you. And honestly, like if the weather ever cools down there, just like getting some vitamin D, maybe take vitamin D supplement. Because I know you probably yeah. stay inside a lot because it's freaking miserably hot. It'll be so nice when I can even just like go sit on the porch. That's what I'm saying. You like know? I we got to for a little bit. And yeah, it was there really were a couple nice. days there where it was so nice and I was doing it. And I, those were the days that I was feeling motivated. So here's the thing. <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed about myself? When I get in the sads, I call them the sads. I will think about, well, what have I done today? And I'll, I'll pray, which I guess could be like your meditation. And then I'm like, I didn't go outside today. I'm like a freaking plant. I need it. So see if that can help you. Even the vitamin D supplement can help you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get it. I don't know. You'll get it. Just know that you got a lot of people behind you. I know. And we love you. I love and you too. A lot of cokes come in your way. <laughs> I know. There, we it's can... just like, there's just some days where I just like want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So. And if you want to cry on those days, cry. Yeah, yeah, babe. And then pick your little self back up. I know. And then but there's some days where I just want to go like literally hide myself in a book. But then I think of my to do list and I'm like, I shouldn't do that. Mm. But sometimes that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You got to give yourself those times, though. I know. But like, that's why I can't organize anything in this apartment. <laughs> I just want to like throw everything away and start over. Oh, but I days, don't, man. At the same time, some days. Just try recentering yourself. Just do it. Try and do it for like three days in a row. When you come home from work, get a little yoga mat out, put a plant around you. Yeah. And what? What? There's isn't there an app called like Calm or Breathe or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, or you know, even Peloton. Enough, um, Peloton has meditation. My don't job they? does give me access to Headspace. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. There you go. <laughs> and then I'm like, I wonder why you guys give us Lyra. <sighs> Just try it. Yeah. I'm done. Katie has much more exciting things going on in her life than I do right now. Wait, I have another joke for both of you. Okay. Because okay. I put a tab in my book that said Aragog joke because I meant to read it when we got to the Aragog chapter. But we kind of talked about Aragog again anyway today, so it's still fitting. Yeah. Okay. How does Aragog summon other spiders? How? With his legs. It's on the world wide web. (laughs) (laughs) 
He goes on internet.com and he gets <laughs> more internet. Freaking Martin O'Malley. Oh, man. Okay. Let's see. What am I doing? Uh, I started Throne of Glass. How are you liking it? I like it a lot so far. I mean, I'm like really, really, really in the very beginnings, but I'm enjoying it. Selena is awesome. She seems mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like where the storyline's going, but I feel like I know nothing because I'm on like chapter seven. I so. think yeah. Selena actually might be my favorite SJM character. She seems really cool. It's tied between her and Bryce. So like far, and it's because they favorite, both kind of but... have that GTFO attitude at oh, times. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes them so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I finally started that. Finally just did it because I finished my last audiobook. I Are you gonna stop stick- bothering her? Are you gonna stick the prequel in the middle? I would do it after Air Fire. I'll do whatever I'm supposed to do with it. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on how to read the series. So I I would recommend after Air of Fire. That's what I did. Just remind me. I'll tell you when I finish and be like, all right, what's next? Okay. Yeah. I feel (laughs) like, I don't know if a lot of people agree with me on this, but I feel like if you start that series with the prequel, you're like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I would have liked reading that first, but. Yeah. yeah, people have yeah. opinions. Yeah. Um, and then this weekend is a big running weekend. I'm a little nervous. It is. You're gonna do great. You've already done a half marathon. You know you can do it. But Wine I and haven't dine? done a five, a ten, and a half. Yeah, but you can like easily just walk the five and ten if you wanted, and you'll be fine. You'll be okay. We'll do all the rehab that we need at home after the races. It's going to be great. You know what I'm more worried about? The fact that, so my first, not my first run Disney event, because I've done 5Ks. We did a virtual. But like my first, like, I'm training for this. I'm going for it. Was this time last year. It was the 10K for wine and dine. It was Nightmare Before before Christmas themed. Nice. So like, this is cool because it's like full circle, right? And you're Last doing the year. whole challenge. Yeah, and now I'm doing the whole challenge because I'm crazy. Um, Last year, it was during my whole training in Florida, never rained during a train. Never. Day of my race, cold and rainy, right? Like hmm. brand new experience, which is fine. It was great. This year, same weekend. Oh, it's in the 80s. 80s and the humidity is horrible. Yeah. Thank God it's really early, but it's still going to be humid. And that uh, blows. (laughs) I was in the window at work today and it was miserable. And I love being in the window. I I can't even imagine that today. I leaned out to hand somebody their coffee and like the humidity and the stickiness Mm -hmm. and the heat. I was just like, yeah, I know. It's just motivation to uh, run faster, I guess. (laughs) But also stay hydrated and not run too fast because then my heart rate will go up too high too quick whatever i'm just gonna do what i can do and not worry about it and get cool medals and see cool characters we'll be updating on our instagram the whole time um by the time everyone's awake that day it'll all be done and over with and you can just watch all the stories because it'll be really early yeah (laughs) i love you (laughs) but if you guys want to follow along 
Well, I guess it's going to be null and void at the point of this episode, but I'll be posting this stuff on our story so you can follow her if you'd like to track. Well, if you're sad you missed out on this, I'm doing another weekend in January and I'm still <laughs> fundraising and the link is in yeah, the description. We are. Please go and donate. American <laughs> Society. Self-plug. Ding, ding, ding. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's my life. I hope my ankle cooperates because it's been trying to not. And I'm <gasps> mad at it. Pesky ankle. Pesky ankle. It, it felt good today, right? Yeah, it was a little sore after, but just a little bit. It's been much yeah. better, and I've been taping it. So, can we just take a moment and appreciate how far you have come with running? Oh, thanks. Truly. Like, seriously. <laughs> thanks. So proud of you. You are thriving on what the majority of people hate <laughs> <laughs> did i ever say i like it yeah you're, jen, it I doesn't told. take away the fact that you're thriving i'm just kidding um jen in the chat said what i told you go to the kt tape booth at the expo and have them tape your ankle yeah I think that's a great you. idea <sighs> um yeah no i'm like literally the classic runner who's like but we can't why go I'm... tomorrow night huh we can't go to the expo tomorrow night, though, because we're going to the Warriors game. Accurate. Cuties. Um, I'm like the person who's like, why am I doing this? And then I'm at the event and I'm like, I did it. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm never doing it again. And then I'm like, when's the next sign up? <laughs> and they released the, the dopey challenge is 90s themed. And you're and like, then, yes. And then they announced that springtime <laughs> surprise is Pixar themed. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Whenever. I'm done. Pixar oh, my God. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. Okay. First of all, shout out to Ravenclaw Kara. She got bingo very early. Record breaking. Like, all right. Listen, I love Kara, so I will say good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that means that the house points stand as is. I mean, as I'm about to say. <laughs> what the heck is going on? I mean, about the words in first place is still <laughs> is Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. 3,545 points. Dang. Hufflepuff, second, 2,649. Slytherin, third, 2,101. And Gryffindor, still in fourth, 1,305. Dude, that gap is large. <laughs> <laughs> You guys still time. There's still woo. almost a year. <laughs> a lot of time. You guys have till June 30th to get your mm together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jess, we gotta shape thing, shake things up. This is very anticlimactic. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I need Ravenclaws right. to kind of like not participate. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, the re- they crushed during trivia, so that dude. That added to it. Excuse me. That added to it. Well, this felt like the olden days. It's been a minute since we've seen two and a half hours. Oh my gosh! Right on the uh, the old recording dial. But I feel like even with these um, segmented chapters, these books. Yep, especially once we get into. Seven. We're gonna have a lot to talk about because it's not it's just of, camping. It's a lot of cat food, man. There is my dad likes to call it a lot of cat a food. dick sporting goods commercial. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
very accurate. Man, if Dick Sporting Goods sold that tent, that'd be pretty cool. We'd make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We'd buy it. Yeah, I would. We'd buy it. Okay, kids. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs> I didn't say what it was for. Woo, woo. It was for me. Okay. Yeah, it was for me. For me? For me. Not nose, Brad. I was going to sing Hello Seattle again for no reason Hello at all. Hello Seattle. Continue, sorry. Are you done? I have a booger in my nose. Ugh, troll boat. Okay, would you like <laughs> to remove it? I need a tissue. Goodbye. A tissue? <laughs> I feel like I'm at work right now. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Okay, we're going to deal. This is called the booger. <laughs> Megan bogeys. Okay, here we go. And this episode is sponsored by Megan's booger. <laughs> <laughs> You could barely even get that out without laughing. Bye, Swishers. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.